Welcome to our daily reflection for this Friday, September 8th, which is the Nativity of our Blessed Mother Mary. And, um, and so the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin is, is a great feast day. And so even though this is a Friday, and I usually remind you on Fridays that you should fast and make a sacrifice, today is a great feast day. So there's no fasting on this feast day. And so we can thank Our Lady for this reprieve. And so you can, you know, I oftentimes give up meat on Fridays. You can have meat today on, on this Friday. And so it's a, it's a great, uh, great feast day to be joyful about. We have beautiful readings from the prophet Micah about the birth of the Messiah. And of course, Mary will be the mother of the Messiah, so that relates to Mary. We have a couple different gospel options. But I want to focus on something that the second reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, which is not usually directly connected to Our Lady. And I want to spend a little time reflecting on this. And I know this is something that I can guarantee you most preachers will wisely avoid on this great feast day, but I do think it has great import for Our Lady and for what this feast means for us in following Our Lady and imitating her love for Christ. And it's Paul's writing to the Romans, and in Romans 8, 20, it says, Look, we know that all things work for good for those who love God. That's a beautiful phrase. Everyone loves that. No preacher would shy from that. But it's what follows that that kind of people don't like to touch because of some certain controversial or theological terms here. Uh, so when he says, you know, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined uh, to be conformed to the image of his son. All right, so those that God predestines, he has a plan. And what's that plan? To be conformed to the image of God's son. Now, here we get the word predestined. We're going to come to that word again in a minute. And this is what throws everybody off. And we kind of, sometimes Catholics have an allergic reaction. Isn't that Calvinist theology, this idea of predestination? No. St. Augustine taught about predestination. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas taught about predestination. What's wrong is how Calvin understood predestination, not that there was such a thing as predestination. And the short of it is, Calvin thought, if God predestines us, we have no free will. And the mystery of predestination is that we have full free will, and God fully wills our salvation as well. And so predestination is 100% our will and 100% God's will. How that goes together is something that can blow our minds, and yet that's the tension of the mystery we have to hold together. But I won't try to get into any more of that. But just understand that there is a sense of predestination in Scripture and in Catholic theology. But then he goes on, he says, And those he predestined, he called, right? And those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Notice that there's these steps along the way. All the way from God knowing us before we're even born, to then predestining us. And then that predestination leads to a call. And that call leads to a justification. And that justification ends with glorification, glory. And that's what God does with Mary. He predestined her. He knew his plan for Mary. And so she is born without sin. She's conceived without sin. Um, and she's born without sin. And that's why she's one of the few birthdays we celebrate uh, in, in the calendar because she's born without sin. We're born with sin. And, uh, and what's beautiful is that not only does he call her and predestine her, but he justifies her, but he also, um, he also glorifies her. But here's the beautiful thing in Paul's letter. Paul's writing to this blueprint in God's plan, which is 
fulfilled in Mary, but it's also a plan He has for all of us. He predestines and chooses all of us, and He wants to justify all of us um, from our sin, and He wants to glorify all of us with Mary, with all the saints in heaven. And so it's a beautiful plan, and Mary becomes uh, the perfection of that plan lived out, and we are to be like Mary. And Mary is conformed to the image of God's eternal Son, Jesus Christ. She's conformed to that image in holiness and love. And God wants us, likewise, to be like Mary. True Marian devotion is a, leads us to conform our hearts and our souls and our minds to Mary's imitation and love for Jesus. So Marian devotion leads to devotion to Jesus. Any Marian devotion that doesn't lead to devotion to Jesus is not authentic Marian devotion. And so today, on this great feast of Our Lady, let's see her holiness, her splendor, her beauty, and let's imitate it by loving Jesus more with our heart as Mary did. May the Lord bless and keep you. To sign up and start receiving these daily reflections in your inbox every day for free, visit form.org daily and enter your email. You can watch these reflections in video format by visiting formed.org. Formed is an online Catholic streaming service created by the Augustan Institute and Ignatius Press with award-winning studies and parish programs, inspiring audio content, movies, eBooks, and family-friendly kids programming. To support the mission of the Augustan Institute, please visit missioncircle.org.